Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. You guys want to know the real reason Elon Musk spent $44 billion to buy Twitter? It's because he's a racist. (laughs) I mean, come on, you knew... You know, it was only a matter of seconds before somebody on Twitter said that. Hey, what's up? This is the Catriot Podcast. And my name is Mark K. Before, listen, I'm not going to dwell on the Twitter stuff too much today. That's probably a lie. We'll talk a lot about it. But uh, there's an interesting story I want to get to out of Santa Rosa County, Florida. But first, we have to tell you about the Keystone XL pipeline being reopened starting Monday, May the 2nd. That's next Monday, depending on whenever you're listening to this. Joe Biden and these gas prices, man, this guy, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is, but he refuses. He refuses to to do anything to help Americans, which is ironic because I felt as president of the United States, that was actually your your job was to protect Americans, protect their finances, protect their interests, uh, you know, domestically and internationally. Joe Biden doesn't seem to want to do any of that uh, or whoever's controlling Joe Biden doesn't want to do any of that. So Americans are having to take matters into their own hands. And these gas prices continue not only to go up exorbitantly, But we're not even to the summer travel season. We're not even to Memorial Day. Memorial Day is coming up in just a handful of weeks. And as a result, you are going to see the gas prices increase because people are going to be getting in their cars to go to the beach, to go visit relatives, to get away for the long weekend. And when that happens, there's more demand. There's not enough supply. Gas prices will rise. They'll continue to rise through the summer unless Joe Biden does something about it. And he ain't gonna. He's already said he's not going to, uh, you know, release regulations on American gas producers or the uh, the oil companies. In fact, he continues to demonize the oil companies and blame them. Joe Biden doesn't realize that the the gas crisis was manufactured by himself and his bad policies. No, he blames Vladimir Putin and Exxon Mobil and Shell and BP and all these other companies and Amagura. What's it? Sunoco. He blames all of the American oil producers. He says they're greedy which is ironic because here's a guy who's getting millions and millions of dollars funneled from his son's shadow companies from all of these communist dictators. Anyway, you know, I guess I guess it takes one to know one when it comes to greed. But because he refuses to do anything, including reopening or restarting construction on the Keystone XL pipeline, because he is he's derelict in his duty and refuses to do his job as president, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to step in to the role of Commander-in-Chief for the month of May. I'm going to step into the role of President of the United States who cares about Americans, and I'm going to do everything possible that I can to help ease the burden at your pump, and that includes giving you relief, giving you the fuel that you need to run your life, to go to work, to go to school, to go on that vacation. We are opening up not the Keystone XL pipeline because we can't control that, but what we can control is the Keystone XL pipeline. And beginning May 2nd, we are going to open up the Keystone XL pipeline. And every day in the month of May, we are going to give $100 worth of free fuel, of free gasoline, of free crude. It's going to pump right from the Keystone XL pipeline into somebody's gas tank. $100 worth each and every day, weekday, in the month of May. Now, depending on the kind of vehicle you drive, that could be one tank of gas. That could be two tanks of gas. 
That could be half a tank of gas. I know people that drive vehicles in all those different ranges. But it's going to start May the 2nd. And I know what you're thinking. Mark K, I would love some free gas from the Keystone XL pipeline. How do I get it? I'm glad you asked. Step one, go to KeystoneXL.com. That's KeystoneXL.com, K-A-Y-E-S-T-O-N-E-X-L, at just the letter X and the letter L, dot com. And you'll see a little form there. You fill out your name, your address, your phone number, and then make sure that you're subscribed to this podcast because this is where we're going to be announcing the names. Starting on May 2nd, we're going to go to all the entries. We're going to pull one at random, and that random entry, I'll, I'll announce their name. So, for example, let's say your name is Kamala Harris, and you enter for free gas. And then you're listening to the Keystone XL Pipeline, or you're listening to the Patriot Podcast on May the 2nd. And I say, all right, here's today's free gas winner, Kamala Harris. You have 24 hours to email us at gas at And if you email us back at gas at within 24 hours of me announcing it on the podcast, then guess what? You win the free gas. And we'll mail you a little gas card. You can go. You could use it to fill your tank. Technically, you could use it to fill your tank, or if it's one of those gas stations that has a little store, I guess technically you could use it to buy, you know, I don't know, cigarettes or lottery tickets or whatever else. They uh, did Red Bull, whatever you want. Uh, but, you know, it's supposed to be used for gas. And that starts May the 2nd. That's next Monday. So if you haven't entered, go to KstoneXL.com. KstoneXL.com. K-A-Y-E-S-T-O-N-E-X-L. Dot com and enter today because, like I said, that kicks off Monday, May the 2nd. All right, so uh, real quick, before we get to this sheriff in Santa Rosa County, I want to talk about Twitter. There's a guy named Sean King, and he's one of those crazy left-wing liberal activists. During BLM, he was one of those guys that was just like, all white people suck eggs, and racism is rampant, and black people deserve everything, and white people deserve nothing but the filth of the streets, and the police suck eggs as well. There are a lot of eggs sucking. And I'm I'm paraphrasing, but you know, you get the idea. And he uh he writes for the Daily News and he's just he really grows to fame during the during the BLM protests and uh you know post George Floyd America. So Sean King has become kind of a thorn in everyone's side and he's become one it's almost comical the things that he tweets. Well, after Elon Musk bought Twitter yesterday for forty four million dollars, I'm sorry, forty four billion dollars Sean King got so upset. He got so upset and he tweeted that the reason Elon Musk bought the platform is all about, quote, white power. Of course, it, it's white power. Elon Musk is a white supremacist. And the uh, and the real reason why he bought Twitter is so that he could help spread white supremacy. Here's what he wrote, quote, at its root, Elon Musk wanting to purchase Twitter is not about left versus right. It's about white power. The man was raised in apartheid by a white nationalist. He's upset that Twitter won't allow white nationalists to target slash harass people. That's his definition of free speech. Elon Musk has openly called himself a free speech absolutist and said that he wants to create a space where anything can be said about anyone. I don't think that's true, by the way. Uh, that's why white nationalists are giddy today. Here on Twitter and other platforms that I track daily, it's dangerous. And then he went on to write, listen, I don't even like the Democratic Party. So for me, this isn't about left versus right. No, it's about how the richest man in the world, a son of apartheid raised by a white nationalist, wants to be sure his speech and that of other white men isn't censored. Okay, there is some truth to that. 
He does want to make sure that white men's speech is not censored. He also wants to make sure that black men's speech is not censored. He also wants to make sure that Asian women's speech and, uh, you know, Native American uh, transgender speech is not is not censored. He wants to make sure everybody has the uh, right to say whatever they want on the platform. Um, Elon Musk says free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy and Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated. I hope that even my worst critics remain on Twitter because that is what free speech means. Well, guess what? <laughs> One of your worst critics deleted his Twitter account because yes, Sean King, Sean King, who claims that Elon Musk is a white supremacist and bought uh, Twitter for the sole purpose that white men can say whatever they want about anybody else and spew whatever racist venom they want. He deleted his Twitter account. He does not want to be part of the free speech debate. He does not want to be part of a town square where everybody has a say. And this is very telling. This is very telling. This is what happens when you come from a bully pulpit during BLM, during, during the, uh, the defund the police movement, during the post uh, George Floyd riots, Everything, everything that Sean King said was listened to. And there was a lot of, there were a lot of opinions that were being suppressed. You couldn't be a white person and have an opinion that was counter BLM. You were called a white supremacist. You were called a racist. It was, it was not a good time for anybody who disagreed with uh, the Black Lives Matter movement or the defund the police movement. And now fast forward, you've got this guy who grew up, who came to prominence, who became kind of. I guess famous or infamous really for being the voice during that tumultuous time when it was, there was a one-sided debate. I mean, let's be honest now that the debate is going to be two-sided again. Now that Twitter is going to be open up to free speech and both sides of the, uh, the, um, the debate, he doesn't want any part of it because he can't, uh, he can't survive in that kind of a, in that kind of an environment. This is a person. These are people, uh, Democrats. These, even though he says he doesn't like the Democrat party, that's what he is. He's a Democrat and he just cannot stand the idea of being in a place where his opinion isn't the only one. He just can't stand being in a place where other people can express their views. And if they're different, that's okay. They've never, there's a whole, think about this. There's a whole segment of the population, a whole group of millennials and, and, and these younger people who are growing up during the pandemic, during BLM, during the riots and the looting, and they don't know how to handle debate. They don't know how to handle a, a two sides to every issue. They don't know how to handle opposing viewpoints. They grew up in an era, and they're still growing up in an era, where it's just one opinion, theirs. And if anyone else tries to, tries to combat them or, or, or come at them or explain to them why their opinion's you know, stupid and wrong and dumb, then they, they don't know what to do. So they either beat you up, throw something at you, or just leave the conversation. And that's what Sean King has done. He said, I'm not, I'm not going to be part of this platform that doesn't allow me to just express my viewpoints and have everyone agree with me. If you're going to allow people with differing opinions on here, I'm leaving. And also you're all racists. That's how that goes. So anyway, that's, that's, well, that's something we'll cover a little later on in the Marquee show. And I'm sure for the, it's going to take six months for Twitter to finally, uh, to find, to, um, you know, formally be transferred to Elon Musk. So we've got about six months worth of stuff. Uh, that's what the employees were told. You've got six months before you all get canned, basically, <laughs> by the new owner. One other thing I want to, speaking of free speech, there's this sheriff in Santa Rosa County, Florida. I forget his name. Maybe I know. I don't know. I don't know his name. But listen to what he, this is something I'm definitely going to talk about on the show today because a lot of people gave him heat, but there's a lot of truth to what he says. 
there was a guy who was apprehended after a long manhunt in Santa Rosa, Florida. The deputies had to cordon off the street. They had to go door to door. There was a lot of assets being used. It took a long time. They finally caught the guy. I think he was like trying to break in or it was a home invasion or something. And during the robbery attempt or during this, this crime that was being committed by this dude that they finally apprehended, one, there was a homeowner who shot at the guy. I think like he tried to break in someone's house. Somebody shot at him and they missed. But eventually the cops, you know, were able to catch the guy. Listen to the, the homeowner never came, came forward and the police haven't been able to find the homeowner. So during the press conference, listen to what this sheriff of Santa Rosa County, Florida said about the homeowner who shot at this, uh, at this criminal. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And I want to say, uh, as to the person, we don't know what homeowner, which homeowner shot at him. Um, I guess they think that they did something wrong, which they did not. If somebody's breaking in your house, you're more than welcome to shoot them in Santa Rosa County. We prefer that you do, actually. Um, so whoever that was, you're not in trouble. Come see us. We have a gun safety class we put on every other Saturday. And if you take that, you'll shoot a lot better, and hopefully you'll save the taxpayers money. Okay, by the way, the guy's name is Bob Johnson, Sheriff Bob Johnson, which, by the way, that's like the most Santa Rosa County, Florida sheriff name ever. I'm Bob Johnson, Sheriff, Santa Rosa County. That's like, I couldn't have picked a better name if I were writing this myself. But uh, Sheriff Bob Johnson says, hey, next time, uh, you know, go what you have. The, by the way, we prefer that you shoot these people. If they try to break into your house, you save us a lot of taxpayer dollars. Because apparently it's a lot cheaper to just send the coroner over. You know, you send a couple deputies and the coroner over. They haul the body out. They take a report and you're done. Now what happens is he's like, look, it's a, it, it costs a lot more. We got to have deputies. We got to have a manhunt. We got to put this guy up for a while. Then there's going to be these court costs. If he goes to prison, it's a lot of taxpayer expenditure. So just shoot the guy and you'll be saving us a lot of money. In fact, we have a gun course every other Saturday. So um, next time you won't miss. We'll teach you how to shoot a lot better. And, it's, you know, as you can imagine, it ruffled some feathers. It ruffled some feathers. But the law in Florida is clear. If somebody breaks into your house, armed or unarmed, you have the right to shoot them. And the, the law is there for a reason. Number one is to protect you and your home and your family and your finances and your property. Um, but it's also, in a way, they're designed to, you know, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to call it like deputize the population, but basically provide for citizen enforcement of the law. And and you won't be penalized because if people believe they're going to be penalized for for doing something, they're not going to do it. If you think someone's going to someone breaks in your house in the middle of the night, you take your gun and you shoot them. If you think you're going to jail, you're going to be less likely to shoot them. And that means you're going to be more likely to get shot. I mean, I'm not. I'll shoot them either way. But uh, but there's a lot of people that 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 feel that it, it's a deterrent almost. So he's reiterating an important fact that in the state of Florida, you can shoot an intruder. And if you do, it's actually a lot better off. For everybody involved, except of course the perp. Although let's be honest, a lot of these guys they may not they may not want to go to prison for the rest of their lives. I, that may not be the best scenario. Anyway, I want to know your opinions on this. So 
you can go on Twitter or you can leave me an open mic message or you can DM me. Just however you listen to this podcast, just get in touch with me uh, some way and let me know what you think. Or you could also, of course, stream the show today uh, at noon and leave a comment there because we're definitely going to be we're definitely going to be talking about it. And whatever you do, do not forget the Keystone XL pipeline. That mug goes live May the 2nd. So if you have not gone to KstoneXL.com, K-A-Y-E-S-T-O-N-E-X-L.com, go now. Uh, we're going to start pumping free gas directly from the Keystone XL pipeline into your tank starting Monday, May 2nd. Tell everyone you know.